Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community. Commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices and commissioned by God to serve. And what do we say here at FCBC? We live, we love, and we serve. Amen. While you're up. Won't you open with me to your Bibles? Put your Bible apps up. And let's go to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 16. 1 Samuel, chapter 16. A short reading on today. We're just going to be reading verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 16. And it reads as such, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. For I have provided you myself a son. I mean, excuse me. Go to Jesse's house, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. I'll read that again. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. Amen. Won't you go in prayer with me? Gracious God, we are so grateful to be here on this morning. Grateful to be present in this moment. We may think it the norm that we woke up this morning, God. We may not see it as a blessing that we are here in this moment, God. Every day things are happening that you do that we take for granted. But in this moment, we want to thank you for all that you do, God, the seen and the unseen, God, the battles that you fight that we don't know about, God, the things that you prevent from happening to us that we don't know about, God. But because you do that, God, because you protect us, because you are there for us, we are able to be here right now. So we must say thank you, God. God, let your spirit fall afresh on this place, God. Do great works here on today, God. Show up and show out in the best way that you know how, God. Have your way. Be God all by yourself in this place on today. Somebody is here today because they need to know that you are still here with them, God. Somebody is here today because they needed to know that your love is still there, God. Somebody is here today because they needed to know that your grace still covers them, God. So once again, have your way, God. Have your way. And we'd be so grateful and thankful. It's in your name we pray. And we say amen. 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 You may be seated. Family, for the time I have with you, and I won't be long, um, I simply 
want to talk to you about God's push. God's push. Family, I love to swim. I love to swim. If we go on vacation, one thing you know about me is that I'm going to be in the water. Um, whether it's a pool, uh, whether it's the ocean, I'm going to be in the water. I love to swim. I love diving. I love scuba dive. I love all of that. Amen. And I'm very good at it, too. But it wasn't always like that. There was a point in my life where I didn't know how to swim. And even when I learned how to swim, I didn't dare go in the deep end of the pool. There was just something about the deep end that frightened me, something about the deep end that, that kept me from going. Even though I knew how to swim, there was something about the deep end that was a little too intimidating for me to go. So even though I could swim, I stayed on the end of the pool where my feet could touch the bottom. I'll say that again. Even though I could swim, I stayed on the end of the pool where my feet could touch the bottom. But one summer, I was in Texas at the pool with my cousin who seemed to just be a little frustrated with my lack of enthusiasm about going into the deep end of the pool. He kept saying to me, if you know how to swim, just jump in. And I kept saying to him, no. I wanted to stay on the shallow end. So what happened? He took it upon himself to trick me to get out of the pool, and he pushed me in the deep end. He pushed me in the deep end. And while initially there were some panic in those few moments where I was pushed in the deep end and I was fearful because, once again, my feet could not touch the bottom, I quickly gained my composure. And I started to kick my feet. And I started to move my hands as I knew. And slowly I came to the realization that I could swim in the deep end just like I could swim in the other end. So what am I trying to tell you, FCBC? Well, I want to tell you that there is somebody here today who is trying to figure out why their life is at a standstill, trying to figure out why their life isn't moving the way they thought it would be, trying to figure out why everybody else around them seems to be excelling in life while you are stagnant. And it may just be because you are sitting comfortably in the short end of the pool, afraid to go to the other side. Family, something I find very funny is that there are many times in life where we are very aware that it's time to go and move. There are situations and circumstances that we can recognize without a doubt that it is time to leave. Situations and circumstances where we can clearly see that by leaving, we are making the best decision for ourselves. At that family gathering, when your uncle gets a little too rowdy, it's time to go. When you see that one ex walking your way on the street, it, it's time to go. When you feel that your social meter has run out, it is time to go, when you agreed to go somewhere you really didn't want to and you stayed for your 10 minutes, it is time to go. Sometimes we can be really good at deducing that our presence is no longer required in certain situations, certain circumstances, in certain places, and we can quickly make the decision that it's time to leave. But as good as we can be in making those decisions, we can be equally just as bad. As good as we can be about getting up and leaving, we can be equally committed to staying in places that no longer serve us. Sometimes, family, we can have such terrible struggles when it comes to leaving certain circumstances, places, spaces, and situations, and people that no longer benefit us, no longer help us grow, no longer pour into us, no longer make us happy, and no longer help us in life, no longer help you grow, no longer put a smile on your face, no longer push you to be better. We stay in those places. Stay in those places that are really no longer beneficial to us. 
beneficial to our growth, beneficial to how we should be growing, staying in places that really do nothing for us at all in this life. In this life, God wants us to live and sometimes staying in those places that hinder growth, even though we know we should leave. And there are many reasons that we choose to not move. There are many reasons that we choose to stay in these places, spaces, and situations. And I'll just hit on a few on today. Uh, One of the reasons that we uh, don't move is because of fear. Fear plays a big part in our hesitation. One of the reasons that we might not move is because of fear that you might become a different person. If I move forward, I might become someone new, someone that I don't know, someone I'm just not comfortable with yet. We as human beings can hang on to these unhealthy circumstances, situations, and stay in places because we have become used to how we operate in them. We know how to operate accordingly. Leaving these places requires that we envision who we can be without those places, without those spaces, and without those people. And be comfortable with the new possibility of becoming someone new and life beyond those things. In those situations, you must practice seeing yourself in the future and identify the ways in which you can create happiness for yourself. This is necessary, but it's difficult. It's difficult when it comes to leaving a situation that seems hopeless, a situation where you feel like there's no escape, a situation where fear is of being someone else is just scary and it's overpowering and any other thoughts about that just seem scary. You can't see yourself any other way. You can't see yourself outside where you are now. And that situation is keeping you where you are. Don't let fear keep you from becoming who you need to be. Don't let fear of who you may become keep you the way you are, especially when you are not truly satisfied with yourself. You must find a way to move on. Another reason we choose not to move is the fear that you may lose some people. You may lose some people. Many of us, once in these situations, will find that we are surrounded by friends and loved ones who are uncomfortable with our growth. Not only are they uncomfortable with our growth, they are uncomfortable with the thought that your growth might mean that they don't have access to your life like they once used to, like they have had access to your life. They may start seeing a different side of you that they're not ready for. They're not ready for you to change and they're not ready for you to go. And to them, you might be changing or growing in ways that benefit you, but not them. Some people always expect you to be and stay the same person that you always are, accessible in all the ways that work for them, and that a hint that you may be changing and growing for uh, for your good, they may start to feel a little funny. Some people expect you to stay in a place where they are comfortable with you, where you are able to do what they have been accustomed to doing, and they will subconsciously try to sabotage any efforts you make to adjust or get better or to move forward to a better, different version of yourself. We don't always like to think about it, but sometimes it's necessary to do a friendship purge to really find out who is there for you and who isn't. If you are surrounded by people who expect you to stay in the same place, uh, name in the same, remain in the same area, stay in those bad situations, endure places and others who hinder you, it's time to leave and it's time to have some serious conversation about yourself and who is in your friend group. You aren't doing yourself any favors about worrying about people who don't want to see you elevated because they are scared of what that might mean for them. If people who are close to you aren't in celebration at the thought of you growing and thought of you changing and the thought of you becoming someone new, then it's time for you to leave that crew and get a different one. 
Got to evaluate those friends. Got to evaluate those groups. But another big reason we are hesitant to move on, and this is a big one, this is because of comfort. We grow comfortable in those places, spaces, and situations because of how they make us feel. We get in those places, spaces, and situations and think that this is it. This is where I belong. Life cannot get any better than it is right now. Thinking that these places are our final destination. Thinking that this is where we need to be. Thinking that this is all that God has for us uh, for our good. So what do we do? We anchor down where we are and we focus on where we are instead of looking to where we could be. And it is not to say that all these places are bad for you. Sometimes you feel really good. Sometimes you are treated really well in those situations. But just because the space you are occupying right now brings comfort doesn't mean it's where you're supposed to stay. Maybe you're scared to leave this space because you think this is the best you can get and you're afraid you won't find the same comfort in other places, spaces, and situations. So you stay where you are, clinging on to that comfort that brings you momentary happiness instead of long-term happiness. All the while, what's really happening is you're outgrowing that space. Things are starting to become uncomfortable because you are outgrowing that space. Uncomfortable, and you can't figure out why things are uncomfortable. You can't figure out why the spaces and places that once brought immense joy, love, and peace are no longer doing so. But because you are afraid to move on, you stay put and choose to remain uncomfortable, holding on to what was while ignoring what is. It is amazing how long we endure uncomfort, hoping to gain past comforts that no longer exist. Choosing to stay in uncomfortable places, spaces, and situations that aren't really there and cannot do anything for us any longer. It is true, sometimes God can cause these uncomfortable feelings in order for us to move forward, but sometimes it's our stubbornness to remain in those places and spaces that used to give us value, that used to give us validation. They cannot do those things anymore, but once again, we stay hoping to, for the the, the, the nostalgia of those old feelings to come back, the nostalgia of how those places used to make us feel, how things used to provide for us, how those spaces used to be there for so many good memories, but they cannot do them anymore. So what do we do? We still resist and we still stay put. But sometimes when we feel like that, family, a push is necessary from God. In those moments where we are afraid to move because of fear or comfort, it is good to know that that doesn't stop God from giving me the push that I need to move forward. It is good to know that when I feel stuck, God can give me a little push. It is good to know that when I'm scared, God can give me a little push. It is good to know that when I don't want to leave those spaces and places of comfort, that God is there to give me the push that I need to move to spaces where I can be my best self. What you got to understand today, family, is that God built us to grow. We are always growing, whether we know it or not. And just like you grow physically, you grow spiritually. If you wouldn't wear clothes from 10 years ago that you can't fit in anymore, why would you continue to occupy spaces, places, and situations that you don't fit in anymore and that you have outgrown? Don't let your own growth scare you. Don't let fear prevent you from moving forward. Don't let comfort keep you in a place, a space that you should have left a long time ago. No, embrace that push from God that God has given you because God wouldn't be pushing you if you didn't need to go. I know it's scary. I know it is because we don't always know where God is pushing us to. We like the space we were in because we were overly familiar with it. We know all that it is, but moving into the unknown when God is pushing you is where your faith should kick in. 
where your faith should kick in. You should have to know and trust that if God is pushing you somewhere, it's only for your benefit. God has never led you astray before and God surely won't do it now. Know and trust and lean into where God is pushing you because once you do that, you will see that God is pushing you into a space, place and situation that is greater and more beneficial for you on your journey. Samuel is, is on the move. Samuel is on the move. But in the midst of this move, Samuel is mourning and mourning and weeping. Samuel is in the midst of his push. Samuel is in the midst of his push, but still it's focused on where he is pushed from. He has just left Saul. Saul, who had been rejected by God because he decided to take things into his own hands instead of just waiting for God. And because of this, God rejected Saul and pushed Samuel away and has told Samuel to move on. But yet here we find Samuel crying. But isn't it interesting that we find Samuel crying over leaving a space where God is no longer present? Leaving a space where God is no longer present. There is something to be said about those of us who find it hard to leave spaces that God no longer occupies. But once again, we want to stay in those same spaces and places and hold on to them because of what they used to do for us. We think about all the things that, that God did for us in those spaces instead of looking forward to all the things that God is going to do in a new space. We are resistant to the push because we are too worried about what used to be, not realizing that we have outgrown what used to be and now have to move forward with what is. Fear and uncomfort can be a serious combination when it comes to moving forward, especially when you know that God is no longer working in those same areas that you want to remain in. But even though God tells Samuel to move on, because that place he was, no was in will no longer serve him, and God does not occupy that space anymore, we still find Samuel crying and mourning. And we hear the words of God, how long will you mourn over Saul? How long will you mourn over Saul? In this moment, God is not scolding him for mourning over Saul, but how long he will mourn over Saul. You see, God knows and understands how hard it is it can be to move from those situations that once brought you great joy, that once brought you great happiness, places that brought you so much joy that you have to move away from, move away from people that you thought would be around forever. God knows it's not easy to move away from those things and move forward into the unknown, but God knows it can be scary for some, but God also knows best. God would not move you if God thought that what was behind you was going to be better than where God was leading you to. There is time to mourn about where you're leaving, but there is also time to look to where God is pushing you and all the possibilities that come with that. Stop worrying about those past situations that no longer serve you and places where God no longer is. God is pushing you on today. And there is somebody here right now who is being resistant to the push that God has on their life because they want to sit there and focus on what they are leaving, thinking about the place where God is trying to get them away from. But what you must realize is that if God wanted you to remain there, then that is where you would remain. You've got to trust that God knows what God is doing. 
you got to trust that God knows what God is doing. Isn't that funny? Sometimes that we have to say that to ourselves. You have to trust that God knows what God is doing. When God has never led you astray once in your life, if you look back over your life and you come back to your memories, you can think about all the times that God has led you to somewhere that you needed to be while pushing you away from somewhere that you didn't need to be any longer. Trust. Trust that God is leading you where you need to be. He then tells Samuel, stop mourning because he has rejected Saul as king of Israel. And this goes back to the story of how Saul became king in the first place. Saul was not chosen by God, but was chosen by the people. And when we ignore what God wants and go with what we want, things usually do not work out for our best interests. When we choose what we want, we are happy because it is what we want. But that happiness is temporary. Because when we want something, we are usually thinking about how it can serve us in the immediate future instead of those long term future. Saul was never going to work out because Saul was not God's choice. Saul was the people's choice. So Saul's rule was doomed from the start. But the good thing is that God will never allow God's work to die with the poor choices or failures of a man. If it is God's work, then it goes beyond any person. Samuel might have been stuck mourning because of Saul's tragic decisions, but God was not stuck there. God was already moving and shaking despite the failures of someone else. God was already moving Samuel on to someone better, even though Samuel at this moment was too focused on the place he's leaving instead of the place that God was sending him. And family, once again, it's good to know that in situations, in places where I am uncomfortable because I have messed up or am uncomfortable because of the decision I have made or am uncomfortable because I choose to ignore God, it's good that God doesn't stop being God in my life. In those moments, it is good to know that God is still working things out for me. God is still moving things for me. Just because I messed up doesn't mean that God has given up on me. No, God can take my mistakes and use them as a lesson to why I should trust God moving forward in the future, which is why when God pushes me, I know that I can follow with ease. When God pushes me, I know I can move without fear of failure. When God pushes me, I know everything will be all right. But once again, when you're in the moment, it's hard to see this. It's hard to believe that God has something better for you when you thought the place you were in was the best thing that ever happened to you. God continues to talk to Samuel. I am sending you to Jesse's house. And among his sons, I have found my king. What we must know, family, is that when God pushes us, we have to trust and have faith in the fact that we don't have to fear for the future because we know and believe that God has provided and will provide us with everything that we need. As we are pushed forward into some unlikely place, God is preparing all that we need for where we are going and God will keep those things hidden and obscure until the right time comes there for us to use them. This is why faith and trust is so crucial because usually when God pushes us, we can't see where we are being led. And because we can't see, we resist the push instead of leaning into where we are being pushed. It is in those moments when you are struggling with your trust and where God is leading you and you're struggling with your face and to where God is taking you. Uh, I beg that you once again, just simply remember. Remember that this is not the first time that God has pushed you in your life. It will not be the last. As you have been growing, God has been pushing and there has never been a place, space, a situation or person that God has pushed you from that didn't lead you into a better one. So remember, 
Remember that God has always been there providing for you. When you look back over your life, I'm sure you can remember each and every time that God has led you to your victory. When you lost that job, God led you to a better one. When that relationship failed, God pushed you into one that was healthy. When you were struggling to get out of bed each and every morning, every day, God pushed you to a better place. When all your plans were being ignored, God pushed you somewhere where they were appreciated. When you thought you couldn't make it, God pushed you to keep going. When you wanted to stay put, God pushed you to keep going. When you wanted to leave, not leave that comfort zone, God pushed you to keep going and kept pushing you until you were in a place that you didn't even realize you could be in. Be thankful for God's push. Without that push, you wouldn't even realize that there were things that you could do without knowing that you were even capable of doing those things in the first place if you stayed. You wouldn't be where you're at if God didn't push you. You were in places and spaces that you didn't even know you could succeed in because God pushed you. If you had stayed there, you wouldn't know all the ability that you had. If you had stayed put, you wouldn't know what you could do. If you had stayed put, you wouldn't have grown. If you stayed put, you wouldn't have known all the possibilities that you were full of. You wouldn't know each and everything that you could do if you had stayed put. So sometimes, people, it's necessary for a little push. Family, as you know, I love my nature shows and I love my animal shows. So I'm always going to drop y'all some good gems. But as I'm watching a lot of these things, I love a lot of birthing processes for animals. And I love watching the parent of parents take care of their young and teach them how to survive in the wild. Uh, one of the most interesting creatures to watch in these situations are birds. Uh, once uh, their eggs hatch in a nest, the parents are very attentive to them. They are constantly making things and for the chicks and making the chicks as comfortable uh, as they can be, making sure the chicks have everything that they need. They are tending to the nest, making sure that it is soft for the chicks. They are constantly bringing food, making sure the chicks are never hungry. They are constantly keeping predators at bay, making sure the chicks are safe, constantly making sure that the chicks have the most comfortable lives that they can have. But at some point, the chicks grow and they keep growing. And the parents have to make a crucial decision. The parents have to let the chicks know that their time in the nest has run out and that it's time to go. And different birds have different tactics uh, when this happens. Some will start to make the nest a little uncomfortable. Uh, they won't take care of it like they used to. So the chick leaves to find comfort elsewhere. Some will stop bringing them food every day and the chick will leave because the chick is hungry and the chick needs to eat. But for some species of birds, those things don't always work. And some parents need to give the chicks a little push. And as they begin pushing the chicks out of the nest, some chicks resist and fight back because they don't want to leave the safety of the nest. But it's a losing battle. And eventually you'll see that chick fall out of the nest. But then something amazing happens. As the chick falls, you can see them slowly begin to realize, I have wings like my parents. And if I flap my wings like my parents did, then I can fly. Then they start to fly and then they realize I have a beak and a talent like my parents. And if I use them, I can start to hunt for food. And then when they get tired and they need to rest, they realize because I watched my parents tend to my nest every day, I too know how to build a nest and make it comfortable. What I'm trying to say here is that if the chick 
had not been pushed from the nest, then they wouldn't have realized that they have all they needed to move forward in life. If they had not been pushed from the nest, they would not have discovered that all the things they are capable of, then they have stayed in the nest. If they had not been pushed, they would not have realized that their parents have been molding them and shaping them and preparing them for the next part of their journey. There's someone in here today who is resisting God's push because they are scared of the unknown, resisting God's push because they don't want to let go of that comfort. But I'm here to let you know today that God would not be pushing you if God didn't think you were prepared for what's coming next. God is pushing you because God knows that you have everything that you need to succeed in the next part of your journey. There's nothing that you need. There's nothing that you like. So if you're pushing, being pushed by God, then let God push you. Everything that you need for the next part of your journey is there, even if you don't realize that God knows. And I know about myself. I don't know about y'all, but I know a God that serves high. God looks low. And because I know and trust in this God, I know that God can see things that I can't. God sees things and knows things that I can't. So I want you to trust in the thought and have faith that God is pushing you to something newer, something better, and somewhere that you will succeed despite your own fears, despite your own thoughts, despite you being scared, despite you not wanting to leave your comfort. God knows you are ready. So let God push you. Let God push you past your fear. Let God push you past your anxiety. Let God push you out of those situations that don't serve you anymore. Let God push you out of that place that no longer comforts you anymore. Let God push you out of that toxic relationship that abuses you. Let God push you out of that environment that is destroying your mind. Let God push you into somewhere newer that you need to be somewhere that you don't even realize is greater for you. Let God push you out of that space that no longer serves you. You cannot grow in dead spaces. And that's the problem here today. Some of us are in those spaces and places trying to grow, trying to figure out why things aren't moving, trying to figure out why things aren't working out. All in the meantime, we're resisting to move on to new spaces and places, afraid of something new. God wouldn't push you there if God didn't know you had everything that you needed already. God wouldn't push you because God thought that you couldn't handle it. You are not going to be in a pushed into a position that you can't handle. So be aware of God's push. Let God's push lead you to somewhere greater, lead you to somewhere better. Let God push you. And also be aware that every push isn't from God. Because once again, there are people in our midst who don't want to see us grow. There are people in our midst who don't want to see us get better. There are people in our midst who don't want to see us elevate to a place where they can't even reach us anymore. There are people who will try to push you for their own benefit, but they won't be pushing you to grow. They'll be pushing you to keep you down because they want to see you fail. They'll be pushing you because they want to see you stay where you are. So be aware of what's around you. Be aware of those people who are using you, keeping you and pushing you down to places where they can stay right with you. So be aware each and every push you get isn't going to be from God. But know that God's push wouldn't lead you somewhere where you would fail. God's push wouldn't lead you somewhere where you would have trouble. God is pushing you into a place where you can succeed. And why can you succeed? Because once again, God has been molding you and shaping you and helping you grow from day one. Trust in God's push. We know what happens next in this story. Samuel goes to Jesse's house and Samuel finds David, who was a king, as they say, after God's own heart. 
But Samuel would have never found David if he didn't allow God to push him away from Saul. Trust in God's push. Have faith in God's push. Believe in God's push. And after that, lean into where God is pushing you and watch the amazing things happen. Lean into where God's pushing you and watch you grow beyond anything you could have imagined. Lean into where God is pushing you and watch how you become a new person that you didn't even know you could be. A new person who had skills that you didn't even realize you could use. A new person who could do such amazing things you didn't even imagine you could do. Things you didn't even know you could do if you had stayed in that place, in that situation, in that area with that person. Let God push you on today and watch all the amazing things happen. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.